0: Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray that you will use this city as a tool of witness in the lives of those who are struggling to live godly for you. I pray that it will bring deliverance and set the captive free. Lord, as it goes beyond the prison walls, the highway and byways, that it will compel those to come unto you. Lord, those that are struggling, that they'll begin to live victoriously. And Lord, when that race is over and it is all finished, Lord, they can come unto you and you will say, well done, thy good and faithful servant. In Jesus' name, amen.
1: Mark, the fifth chapter, verses 22 through 29. Mark 2, 1 through 5. And then Mark ten forty six through fifty two. Mark he records these accounts and if you again look at some of the other gospel writers, they record it somewhat differently. And you might say to yourself, well why is that? Because although they all walk with Jesus, they tend to look and saw him from a different perspective. Luke was a physician so he saw things in a medical sense. And the list goes on. But I, I just want to, again, uh, give me the grace today to stay in Mark. In Mark 5, 22 and 29. And behold, there cometh one of the rulers of the synagogue, Jairus, by name. And when he saw him, he fell at his feet. And besought him greatly, saying, My little daughter lieth at the point of death. I pray thee, come and lay thy hands on her, and she shall be healed, and she shall live. And Jesus went with him, and much people followed him and thronged him. And a certain woman, which had an issue of blood twelve years, and had suffered many things of many physicians, had spent all that she had And was nothing better, but rather grew worse when she had heard of Jesus, came in the press behind and touched his garment. For she said, if I may touch but his clothes, I shall be whole. And straightway the fountain of her blood was dried up and she felt in her body that she was healed of that plague. And Jesus, immediately knowing something in himself that virtue had gone out of him, turned him about in the press and said, Who touched my clothes? His disciples said unto him, Thou seest the multitude thronging thee, and sayest thou, Who touched thee? And he looked round about to see her that had done this thing. But the woman, fearing and trembling, knowing what was done in her, came and fell down before him. And told him all the truth. And he said unto her, Daughter, thy faith have made thee whole. Go in peace, and be whole of thy plague. Mark 2, 1 through 5. And again he entered into Capernaum after some days. And it was noise that he was in the house. And straightway many were gathered together, insomuch that there was no room to receive them. No not so much as about the door. And he preached the word unto them. And they came, excuse me, and they come unto him, bringing one sick of the palsy, which was bore of four. And when they come not, could not, excuse me, and when they could not come nigh unto him for the press, they uncovered the roof where he was. And when they had broken it up, and let down the bed wherein the sick of the palsy lay. When Jesus saw their faith, he said unto the sick of the palsy, Son, thy sins be forgiven thee. And last, the 10th chapter, verse 46 through 52. And they came to Jericho, and as he went out of Jericho with his disciples, a great number of people, blind Bartimaeus, the son of Temas, sat by the highway side, begging. And when he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to cry out and say, Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on me. And many charged him that he should hold his peace. But he cried the more, a great deal. Thou son of David, have mercy on me. And Jesus stood still. Something's about to happen. So he stood still and commanded him to be called. And they called the blind man, saying unto him, Be of good comfort, rise, he calleth for thee. And he, casting away his garment, rose and came to Jesus. And Jesus answered and said unto him, What wilt thou that I should do unto thee? The blind man said unto him, Lord, that I might receive my sight. And Jesus said unto him, Go thy way, thy faith have made thee whole. And immediately he received his sight and followed Jesus in the way. Eternal God, these accounts all in Mark prove one thing, that you are able to do anything but fail. It shows us in this account or the accounts as a whole that the theme is we've got to make our way to you. Now, Lord, I asked you today, God, please lend me your anointing. For it's through your anointing that yokes will be destroyed. Chains will fall off. Somebody today, Lord, will receive, God, deliverance. Somebody in their body will be healed because the doctor is in the house. God, I'm asking you, Lord, today, let me be found decreasing. And let us watch you move in this place. And, Lord, when those things are said and done, souls are saved, people are delivered. And hearts are changed. We'll remember to give you the glory. We'll give you all the praise that everyone say in Jesus' name. In Jesus name. Amen. Amen. Before you're seated, I want to leave this thought with you I must get to Jesus. I must get to Jesus by any means necessary. Are you willing to do what it takes to get to Jesus for the Media Center? The title is. I must get to Jesus by any means necessary. The two things that I like to draw to our attention today is the word must and the phrase by any means necessary. Must is expressing necessity. It's something that should not be overlooked or missed. Necessary by doing whatever it takes. It is essential to open all available means to bring about the desired outcome or goal. That phrase by any means necessary is a translation of a phrase used by the French intellect Jean-Paul Sartre. He was a playwright and he wrote this play called Dirty Hands in five scene 13 in 1963 that phrase was born by any means necessary and then it entered into the popular civil rights culture or movement through a speech given by Malcolm X in the last years of his life this phrase by any means necessary I must get to Jesus by any means necessary now, Lady Haynes, I'm going to need you to prepare to start reading for me. And I, I want you to go to that very first scripture, the one found there in Mark 5, 22 through 29. So let's look for a moment, and, and, and I'll, I'll allow you to get there, but just let me give this backdrop. Let's look at the lady with the issue of blood. No doubt she had made up in her mind, I must get to Jesus by any means necessary.
2: And behold, there cometh one of the rulers of the synagogue, Mm -hmm. Jairus by name. And when he saw him, he fell at his feet and besought him greatly saying, My little daughter lieth at the point of death. I pray thee, come and lay thy hands on her that she may be healed and she shall live.
1: I I want you to say within yourself, if you didn't already. Why well, is he bringing that into play? That's not what we talking about. We talking about the lady with the issue of blood. Well, first of all, you got to understand Jesus was on his way to do a healing for somebody else. And sometimes we need to recognize Jesus will meet us right where we are. Now, Jarius is coming, and he's letting him know. Listen, my daughter is sick. She's at the point of death. But I believe if you would just come to my house and lay your hands on her. She'd be healed. Now, I I submit to some and suggest to others, it all depends on where your faith lies. His faith said, well, if you come with me, it's going to happen. So Jesus begins to follow him along with the rest of the crew, the disciples, if you please. Read.
2: And Jesus went with him, Mm -hmm. and much people followed him
1: and throned him. Okay, so now this denotes that it wasn't just the disciples and Jesus on their merry way. There were other people that had heard about Jesus. And and you've got to go back to the account before what happens to bring this mass group of people. It's something about hearing the exploits of Jesus. It's something about hearing what he can do. He can open up blind eyes and make the lame to walk, the deaf to hear. And those that were in those situations said, I'm going to find Jesus. I'm going to get there I'm gonna do whatever it takes and so there were a throng of people pressing against him and a
2: certain woman which had an issue of blood 12 years and had suffered many things of many physicians and had spent all that she had and was nothing better but rather grew worse
1: now let me stop you for a minute there I truly believe that the lady that had the issue of blood, no doubt, had made up in her mind, I must get to Jesus by all means necessary. Her conditioning was worsening day after day, day by day. There was no other alternative. The physicians of her day, they failed her miserably. They were just draining her of her finances and her resources. All her money was now depleted. It was gone. And she was getting worse. Somebody say, not better. But worse. So her decision to risk everything in order to get to Jesus shows her desperation. And how bad her situation was. She was willing to risk being stoned to death. Somebody say, well, why is that? You remember that she was pronounced by the priests, acting under the Levitical law, which stated that if she were to come in public, she could be stoned to death. So now we find her, she's willing to risk her life to get into a public crowd of people. She had formed her solution in faith, and she executed it by her doing. When she heard of Jesus, Mm -hmm. came
2: in the press behind and touched his garment.
1: Wait a minute. She did something that was unprecedented for somebody that was unclean. She made up in her mind, I must get to Jesus by all means necessary. If anyone would have spotted. So that, that shows you she was pretty clever. The Bible says she goes behind him and touches his garment. I submit to you when you read the account of Luke, Luke puts it a little bit different. He says she touched the hem of his garment, denoting that in order to get not only behind him so he couldn't see, she got up underneath him. And see, some of us, we won't get down, 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 down to get to Jesus. If we don't come in here all prideful, thinking we got it all together. Can I tell that spirit, you ain't got it together. That's why he died. If you you could do it yourself, you'd be out of here. This lady said, you know what? Whatever it takes, I must get to Jesus by any means necessary. Luke took the pains to say it was the hymn. Of his garment. That's the very bottom. See, some of us, you hadn't reached bottom yet. You hadn't reached rock bottom yet. But I promise you, when you get there, now you only have one place to go. That's to look up (laughs) to Jesus Christ, the author and finisher of your faith.
2: For she said, if I may touch but his clothes,
1: I shall be whole. You see the strategy? She spoke her result. (laughs) She declared, if I could just do this, if I could risk my life, if I could say, you know what, I'm not too big to get on my knees and say, Daddy, please, help me. And straightway, the fountain of her blood was dried up. Now, the Bible said straightway. Not only did Jesus feel virtue leave his body, the moment she touched the garment, my God, thank you, Jesus. She didn't touch Jesus, she touched his garment. <laughs> Hallelujah. See, you don't understand the significance. Do you remember that that same power was transferred to the apostles? The Bible said that when Peter would walk by, his shadow would touch and people would be healed. Another account says they took his handkerchief. Now, please, whatever you do, don't send nobody no money for no holy handkerchief. Because if you do, I got a bunch of them I can tell you. But I'm saying the moment she touched the garment, the Bible said that the blood for 12 years, the blood that was running, the blood that was hemorrhaging, just stopped. (laughs) It uses a word called immediately. I know somebody you've been waiting for a while. And you say, God, you hadn't answered yet. That's the operative word, yet. But when it comes, it'll be immediately. And know what you're going to do? Nothing. Because you say, man, he did it. But when he does it, he does it immediately.
2: And she felt in her body that she was healed of that plague.
1: So that virtue works two ways. For the recipient and the giver. The giver always knows when the virtue is gone. Because something happened. And Jesus immediately knowing in himself. See, there we go. The exchange. The healing. The virtue. The recipient knows immediately. So does the giver, because the giver of life is still giving life. And Jesus
2: immediately knew in himself that virtue had gone out of him, mm-hmm. turned him about in the press and said. Hey, wait a minute. He
1: turns about, and, and it's not like it is in here. You know, it's kind of skimpy. We can see everybody, but this is a day coming. It ain't going to be. You have to kind of look over the next person. So that's how it was. He turns in the press. A press, y'all. I know I got some northerns up here, so I'm, I'm going to relate to you and then and I'll come back down south. If you ever been to the Macy's Day Parade or the Mummer's Parade, that, that, that occurs right around now, right around Thanksgiving. As we say in the deep south, that's a heap of people. And they are just shoulder to shoulder. You, you just, like, can I move? No, you can't move. That's the press. Everybody say, that's the press. press. Now, now, for us down here, have you ever heard the phrase, packed in like sardines? That's what I'm talking about. So he's in the press this Phenomena happens where his virtue is trained out of him. And he says, well, who did it? Who touched my clothes? See, I, I submit to you, there were a lot more people there. Hey. Mm, thank you, Jesus. There were a lot more people there that needed healing. And they touched him. Yes, they did. They touched him. Went right up to him and touched him. What was the difference of the touch that this lady? See, they touched him. But they didn't touch him in faith. They didn't touch him as I realized that if I can get to him, if I could just get to Jesus by any means necessary, when I get there, virtue's going to flow from him to me. So, yes, there were other people that touched him, but it was something special about her touch.
2: And his disciples said unto him, Mm -hmm. Thou see if the multitude thronging thee. Thou, wait a minute.
1: Now they kind of getting a little cocky, a little arrogant modern day vernacular you don't see all these folk you don't see them pushing up against you and then you say who touched me i submit to you today if you have the faith of the grain of a mustard seed you can say to the mountain that you're facing right now i know somebody in here is facing a mountain and that mountain looks so big I'm telling you, see what a mountain has to do, it has a propensity to get up all in your face and all you see is the mountain. But I double dog dare somebody to look behind the mountain and see Jesus. Look to Jesus, the author and the finisher of your faith. Lift up your eyes into the hills from which cometh your help It cometh from the Lord, which made heaven and earth. That's what you got to do.
2: And say, who touched me? And he looked round about mm-hmm. to see her that had done this.
1: It must have been something about that look. I can't paint in word pictures enough of what her face must have looked like. One part probably looked petrified. Oh, man, he knows it's me. But I believe that the other part has so much joy beaming out of it. I got what I came for. I made my way to Jesus. I pressed my way. I got beyond him. I didn't care what the crowd was thinking. So when their eyes met, he knew you the one.
2: But the woman fearing and trembling, knowing what was done in her. See,
1: you've got to know that you know when your healing takes place. Can can I get a little personal and everybody just try to bear with me? You got to know that you know. Chris Henderson you knew what you knew you knew what you knew that Jesus still answers prayer sister Henderson if that's your husband I believe y'all touched and agreed said Chris no matter what come out of that doctor's mouth we know what we know we know that God is able to do above above exceedingly exceedingly, all that we can even ask or think according to the power watch this wait on it that worketh in us see when you got two people with the same mindset singing victory victory shall be mine (laughs) so here we have it eyeball to eyeball he's looking at her she realizes he knows his me.
2: Came and fell down before him. After that, she just. And (laughs) told him all the truth. She confessed
1: the truth. Listen, I was at a low point in my life. I was in a real dark place. And I had to make up in my mind what am I going to do? The doctors took all my money. And every day, I'm getting worse and worse. I believe she laid it all out to him. Listen, I had a, a plan, I had a strategy. If I could just come up unbeknownst to you. And just touch your garment. Something inside of me said, you're going to be all right now. Mm. Something said, if you could just get to Jesus, by any means necessary, it'll be worth it all. She confessed all of the truth. And he said unto
2: her. And he said unto her. Daughter, thy faith has made. he He said, daughter,
1: thy what? Faith has made thee whole. You see, thy faith. Faith without works is dead. Let that just resonate in the atmosphere. Because there's so many people talking about faith. But where's your works? He said, daughter, thy faith has what?
2: Made thee whole.
1: Made thee whole. Now, let's go on over to the next one.
2: And again, he entered into Capernaum after some days. And it was noise that he was in the house.
1: You see, Capernaum was where Peter lived and Jesus would frequent his house. And remember I told you that the observers are watching? People know when you have Jesus come to your house. <laughs> they know when he's with you. And so they had watched him. And somebody said, Hey, modern name, yo, Jesus in the house. Jesus is in the house. So everybody flopped.
2: And straightway many were gathered together, insomuch that there was no room to receive them.
1: So what actually happens is The yard or the gateway is now full to the door. They were packed out. Somebody said it was a packed house. In the the yard, it was packed. So the doorway was jam-packed. What happened?
2: Not so much as about the door, Mm -hmm. and he preached the word unto them.
1: He preached the word. This is Jesus. When he had an opportunity and he had an audience like that, he just simply preached the word. Read.
2: And they come unto him, bringing one sick of the palsy, Mm -hmm.
1: which would bore him. Wait, 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 the palsy. That means this man was crippled. He was handicapped. He was powerless. So he needed some help. So it said he had four that would bore him. In other words, he was like on a cot. One on one corner, one on the other corner, one on the back side, and one on the other side. Now, can you imagine them trying to get through the doorway? First of all, they couldn't get to the door because the yard was packed. And the doorway was even more packed. Follow me, lady. So what they decided to do was go up. Somebody said, sometimes you just got to go up. They go up to the rooftop. And see, in the Middle East, the rooftops were flat. And they also would have like an opening, a door, so that you could slide it back and fresh air could come in. So their plan was we're going to go up to the top and we're going to lower him in. But when they get up there, it's too small. They can't lower him through that. The Bible said they began to take the roof and break it up. That means they took the top layer, the lumber, and they began to tear it up to make an opening big enough.
2: And when they had broken it up, they let down the bed wherein the sick of the palsy lie. C-
1: can you imagine? Here's Jesus in the middle of his sermon preaching. And all of a sudden, a cot is lowered down before him. What did Jesus say?
2: When Jesus saw their
1: faith. When Jesus what? Saw their faith. Oh, 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 oh. That means faith is seen. Remember we said faith without works is dead. So there had to be something seen. What was seen was a man dangling in front of him. <laughs> he looked. What did he say?
2: He said unto the sick of the palsy. Mm-hmm. Son, thy sins be forgiven thee. Son,
1: notice he called. The woman with the issue of blood, daughter. He called the man that was sick with palsy, son. But what he did in this case, he said, Son, thy sins are forgiven thee. Some of y'all, 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 y'all concerned about your healing. Please let's deal with the sin issue first. First, he said, Son, thy sins are forgiven. Guess what? When his sins were forgiven, he was healed. Oh, y'all looking at me with that funny kind of tone. See, to Jesus, because now now there's a discussion between the Pharisees and the Sadducees. He's saying, who can forgive sin but God? You're right. I'm God manifested in the flesh. Justified in the spirit. seen of angels. Preacher to men. I'm declaring to you, I don't have to say, be thou healed. I can say, your sins are forgiven. And he will be healed. He's going to say, well, let me, let me ask you a question. How much more effort does it take to say... Thy sins are forgiven Verses: rise up, take up your bed and walk. Jesus is all about economy, y'all. He had not no wasted words. He said, I said, your sins are forgiven and he's
2: healed. And they came to Jericho. And as he went out of Jericho with his disciples and a great number of people, blind Bartimaeus, the son of Timaeus, sat by the highway side begging.
1: Now, blind Bartimaeus, hint, hint. He's blind, but somewhere, blind has nothing to do with hearing, (laughs) because he heard that Jesus was near, and and his occupation was he was a beggar, he was a panhandler, he made money by begging people saying alms. But now Jesus is coming by. Let's see what he says.
2: He began to cry out and say, "Jesus, thou son of David."
1: Have mercy on me. Now, all of a sudden, his tune has changed. He's not begging, but he's crying out to Jesus. He's crying out to the one that can do something about his predicament. Please, brothers, please, sister, guests and visitors, stop calling the psychic line. They can't do nothing for you. Stop telling everybody about your troubles. He said, cast all your care upon him, for he careth for you. He says, Jesus... Thou son of David, have mercy on me. Read.
2: And many charged him that he should hold his peace. See,
1: if you're not careful, people will talk you out of doing what's necessary. Didn't I say by all means necessary? See, it was necessary because he didn't have vision. Only thing he had was some vocal cords. And he didn't mind screaming to the top of his lungs, Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on me. And now the other folks would say, wait a minute, hush up us. Don't be calling him like that. The Bible went on to say he cried out the more. Jesus, Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on me. Now don't forget, he has heard that Jesus was going to come by. There was no concrete evidence that it would happen. Somebody said that takes faith. <laughs> so now Jesus is walking by and the Bible simply says Jesus stood still. Anybody need Jesus today? Are you willing to do what it takes to cause him to stand still in the midst of what you're dealing with? Can you get Jesus to stand still? Well, when he stood still, now the whole attitude is changed from the crowd.
2: And they called the blind man saying unto him, be of good comfort, rise, he calleth thee.
1: Now they understand by any means necessary, I must get to Jesus And what that did for me, was for me to get a private audience. What what would you do right now? I'm asking you, and it's rhetorical in nature, meaning no need for an answer. What if you could get today a one-on-one with Jesus? What what would come out of that conversation if you, sir, ma'am, did everything you needed to do in this day to get to Jesus? By any means necessary. And when you do, you find that you get Jesus. To stand still and to hear your humble cry. What would that look like? What would that sound like? Blind Bartimaeus, come on. The master wants to see you. He comes to Jesus and Jesus says, what will thou have me to do? <laughs> Somebody might be sitting there saying, man, that's, that's elementary. You know what he wants. Believe it or not, there's some people, because Jesus said it in another, but he said, will thou be made whole? Some of y'all want stuff, but you don't want to be made whole. See, to be made whole means you got to let some stuff go. Some of y'all are so full of pride, so full of bitterness, so full of yourself. He said, will thou be made whole in that other account? Why did he say made whole? Because some people, they don't mind. Some people, they want to get paid for accidents. And then when they get paid, they don't want to be healed because they got money coming. Now, I'm just asking. I'm just asking. There's probably nobody in here. But if you had a choice to be made physically whole, you don't wake up in the morning with the aches. You don't wake up in the morning with all of that pain. But there's some money attached to that. Would you still go for the money or would you go to be made whole? Y'all looking at me with that funny kind of tone. Will thou be made whole? No more holding on. I'm letting it go. I'm moving forward. I ain't looking backwards. Jesus said to blind Bartimaeus, what will thou have me to do? And he said that I might receive my sight. Guess what Jesus did? He granted it. If you looked in these accounts, one, it took physical. His faith was if you physically come. Another was if I could just touch you, you don't have to touch me. And another one is just by request. Lord, if you would just do it for me, I receive it.
0: Father, I gotta give you thanks Because, Lord, everything that you have done I didn't look at the now I thank you, Lord, for the release of every chain Everywhere I go, God, I gotta give you praise Because you have heard my cry We have been smothered by the grace of God And it has brought us joy Therefore, Lord, we was able to make a joyful noise in this city We have learned to forgive And with that in mind, God, I just can't stop praising you In the name of Jesus, we give you praise Amen